Welcome to the People of Packaging podcast, where we introduce people to the world of packaging and the people of packaging to the world. Here are your hosts, Adam Peek and Ted Tate. Before we get into this episode with Richie Stapler from Pura, which is just an awesome, awesome company, uh, we'll, you're going to get to hear a ton about what they're doing and how they're uh, kind of changing the game when it comes to uh, how your house and how rooms smell and how you can take control back um, of the scents in your home. And we could talk about packaging and some of the packaging challenges that come from this emerging company um, and dealing with a lot of those challenges so you're gonna i think you're really gonna dig this interview with richie um as uh, you already know season three is being sponsored by doxalent so go get your free ebook at www.peopleofpackaging.com uh, it doesn't take hardly any time at all to go ahead and, and knock that out uh, you can level up your uh, packaging specification management stop dealing with all the headaches of emails and spreadsheets and shared folders and all that. Just put it all in one spot. So go get your free ebook. Uh, once again, that's peopleofpackaging.com. Just as your first name, your last name, and your email address, and that'll get sent over to you. Also, if you wouldn't mind uh, liking, subscribing, sharing. I get, a, I get actually a lot of people who reach out to me from really all across the world and who just talk about how much they've enjoyed hearing people's stories and kind of what they're doing in the packaging world. So uh, I'd appreciate you doing those things. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Richie. All right, well, welcome back. Uh, we've got uh, another episode here. Uh, cool new company. I'm excited to get into uh, what Richie and his team are doing, um, I guess down, I could, would I say down if I'm coming, if I'm in West Jordan, uh, yeah. it's not like up in elevation or anything, right? True. I guess you're heading South. So you're, you're going South. Down. So, so down in Utah County in Pleasant Grove, um, mm -hmm. I've got, uh, Richie Stapler. He's joining me from Pura. So thanks for coming on the podcast, Richie. Of course. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. I love just hearing about new companies doing, you know, innovative things, and I'm excited to get into that and just what you guys are doing and the obviously the role that packaging plays because we love packaging on this podcast. So um, it's fun because we, we you know we talk to a lot of people in the packaging industry, you know, so like manufacturers and designers and things like that. But it's always awesome to get a perspective of a I don't want to say a user because we're all users of packaging but you know like you guys have to think through it a little bit differently so I'm stoked to get into that absolutely so uh why don't you just kind of do a, a quick introduction of sure. yourself your favorite place to get pizza uh your favorite musical group from the 80s the, the normal things yeah of course yeah so as you mentioned my name is Richie Stapler I'm one of the co-founders here at Pura uh, I started this company about six years ago with Bruno Lima, uh, my other co-founder, and we've been on a crazy journey, roller coaster of emotions ever since. 
Um, what we do is we are a tech company in the non-tech industry of fragrance. And so we've created a smart diffuser that's all controlled through your phone and through an app. Uh, so you can increase scent intensity, you can turn it up, turn it down for a smaller room if that's the case. Um, custom schedules, similar to a Nest thermostat, if you leave your house, it will all shut off if you want that. So it's not wasting anything. Uh, but really the big thing and the big differentiator is we've created a partner marketplace. So instead of it just being you know, proprietary fragrances, we actually work with the best brands that people know and trust. And so we're focusing on more of a high-end luxury tier. And so we're working with a lot of candle brands, perfume brands, colognes, celebrities, athletes, and everything's available through the marketplace. So you can buy it one off or you get a discount if you subscribe, cancel at any time. And if you don't like the fragrance that you picked, you can actually swap it for free. So it's, it's been fun. It's been a great, <laughs> learn so much along the way, don't you? Oh man, I can't even imagine. Um, and, and it's just, it, um, you know, it's just kind of, I don't want to say it's just getting started. How long have you guys been at this? Yeah. So we've been at it six years, but we just went consumer facing, uh, just a little over like two and a half years ago, man, a lot in R and D it's hard because we're the first to create this category of scent tech before Pura. There was never a smart diffuser. There's been a lot of people that have come out with things after us, but um, no one is doing what we're doing. There is zigging and we're zagging and we continue to, to head that direction, which has been really fun. Yeah. And no, I mean, what a combination too. you know, thinking through the, the companies that are, are in just in your backyard in Utah County. So you have the fragrance companies that are there. You've got brand companies that are there and then it's the center of Silicon slopes. And so it's cool that you've been able to merge a lot of the emerging um, industries in your area. That's, that's awesome. Was that kind of, was that part of it? Like, did you guys come from, is that, is that your background, I guess, is like tech and hardware or was this, like, oh, this, this is a thing that sucks and I yeah. want to make it suck less. And then you're like, oh, we might actually be able to turn a product out of this. Like I, the origin yeah. story, you will, I guess, if you guys were a, the smart scent fragrance superheroes, what's your, what's your origin story? <laughs> yeah, great question. So I've always been really passionate about fragrance. I can tell you all the colognes that I used all through junior high and maybe some of the ones that I shouldn't have used like Axe Body Spray or something like that. <laughs> in the locker room. But uh, growing up, my mom has always had like sprays and like plugins and different stuff at the house. And so I grew up, you know, totally in that environment. Um, fast forward to when I was at school, I was attending uh, Utah Valley University. And I've always been interested in entrepreneurship and really had a passion around that. Never really knowing exactly what, you know, the idea or the product was going to be. But I worked at the Entrepreneurship Institute um, as one of my jobs <laughs> and, and really the, the main strategy behind it was really, I got one-on-one -on -one time with the speakers. So I got to mic them up. I got to get to know them, you know, take them from the parking lot, walk them down to the room. And then after the lecture series, you get a chance to have lunch and as a student, if you got picked to actually go to the lunch, it's like super rare. But if you work there, you get to go to 
whatever lunch. Yeah. And so I learned about this concept called Internet of Things, IoT, and I, this was 2014. So to put a perspective on the world, this is kind of around when like Nest Thermostat was, you know, getting acquired by Google for $3.2 billion. And so I wasn't familiar with this concept of making things smart and intelligent. And so I learned about this and I'm sitting around the dinner table with my wife, her sisters, and like my mother-in-law. And it's like, okay, now that you understand smart home, now that you understand IOT, what are some things that you could like think of that could incorporate IOT? And my mother, my mother-in-law is like, I want my whole house to smell good. Like all the time, like you could do it through like the HVAC system. And it's like, huh. And it's interesting because had I not been passionate about fragrance, I probably would have like wrote it down and be like, okay, next idea, what's next. But right. If you kind of take a step back and look at what's happening in the space, most of the smart home innovation was security cameras, doorbells, uh, yeah, sensors. garage doors, lights. Yeah. And fragrance was never focused on, but what's so fascinating about this opportunity is it's one of our five senses. And so Disney is one of the best visual storytellers beats by Dre made audio cool, but your sense of smell, no one has owned and dominated that, that hmm. sense. And on the other hand, you, you get this big disconnect where people use designer brands for themselves. You know, they use Hugo Boss or Calvin Klein cologne or perfume. But then when they get home, they're using a Glader, an Airwick or a Febreze. Right. So there's a huge gap. And then the best way to think of it is Pura is like in the middle of this Venn diagram where brands want more than their, you know, cheap Glade and Airwicks or they want safety. They don't want their house to burn down from a candle or something like that. And then on the other end of things, you have brands that want to be innovative, but they're not a tech company. So it's, they would spend millions of dollars, take years to develop anything. But by the time they caught up to us, we'd already be way ahead of them. So that's why we've built really a marketplace that they can play in. And we do all the heavy lifting and then they get a cut on the back end, but that kind of opens up some really fun branding and packaging opportunities for what we're doing. And so hopefully that can kind of help segue into. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. I mean, I do have to ask you because when, when I think about like the fragrances that I used as a kid, I think there was like cool water. I'm pretty sure that was one, but <laughs> mine, and it's so funny. Like I've got a, I've got a Michael Jordan picture behind yeah. me in the video. Like he Michael Jordan cologne. has his own cologne yeah. and that's what I, that's just what I did. And now my 13 year old wears it. So like <laughs> I'll smell him and I'm like, that smells like teenage me. Yeah. Like it takes you back. It, it's a memory hook. Yeah, Correct. It's, the, it's so tied to emotions and memory and it, it's a really powerful sense. And so to be able to actually impact people's lives and make them happy, like gets me super stoked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can get into um, the role that, because I, I want to talk about that with packaging, not just like your packaging, but like, you know, potentially sure. thinking about the role of scent in packaging it is really fascinating to me, but I Absolutely. do have to ask you because I, I don't, I don't want to timestamp this podcast episode too much. Cause you know, like we record it and then it comes out later. Um, but you just posted about a meeting with James Harden and how he signed up. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge basketball fan. So uh, did he tell you, how's he feeling about Houston? How did that conversation go? 
did you guys break that down or was it mostly all all business yeah so we the funny thing is bruno and myself we love to play sports but we don't watch sports okay much. got it i I've, I've done more research in basketball than i have uh in the past you know a little bit than i have in my entire life so <laughs> none of none of the basketball stuff really got brought up so i can't leak anything uh, all right all right i'm not the inside right. scoop per se breaking news with richie yeah you heard it here first <laughs> so yeah unfortunately none of that but he's he's super excited to be involved and we're we're actually working on a signature fragrance for him that will be launching early next year oh that's so cool so that's kind of the that's the relationship with a lot of these you know Mm -hmm. call it brands celebrities anymore a a person becomes a brand you know you hear about personal branding and things like that so michael is at least in basketball and maybe even in all of athletics was really the first to drive that idea and nike had a lot to do with that but um, it's Absolutely. been, it's been cool to watch. So, well, congratulations. That's, I mean, that's gotta be huge news. James Harden's a big yeah. deal. So no, we're excited. And um, yeah, we're, we're at dinner with him like a, a few weeks ago and he was like a genuinely nice human being. Like he was super engaged in the conversation, asking a ton about updates with Pura and really just wanting to know more about us. And at the end, he's like, should we take a family pic? And so super cool dude. I was, I was stoked to finally like get to meet him and his agents. Awesome as well. And his whole, his whole team. That's cool. That's good to hear. Um, all right. Well, we, I mean, we kind of picked up a little bit on, on what you do and I'm sure there's a lot more complexity to it, but I, I do want to hang on to this, to this idea of scent. Um, so within the packaging world and I hadn't actually thought about this or made this connection until you brought it up. So this is kind of a, a new idea in my mind a little bit, but in within packaging, you're, you're dealing with, you know, sight. So a lot goes into the, the visual appearance of the packaging. And then there's the aesthetics of the packaging, you know, so it's the, the varnishes and, you know, these kinds of things and the unboxing experience as a whole, Um, you know, taste would be a weird one. You're not like licking the label or anything like that, but, um, I think that there is room for scent to be part of like that we'll call it the unboxing experience, but even, you know, if you could, if you could put it into a retail environment, I could actually see where, where scent would play a role in, Mm -hmm. in the product packaging. And there's like scratch and sniff stuff, but that's really, that's like your Glade or Airwick version, you know, it's really limited and it's Mm -hmm. sort of, I don't want to say gimmicky, but, um, I'm just curious, like, I mean, you guys, do you guys have part of that as part of your packaging? I have no idea if like, yeah. So we, turns out it's a, it's a bit harder to do that than we thought, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's stuff that we're working on and to give a little bit of context, usually when people buy fragrance, it's in person where we're like an e-commerce digital company first. And so we have this challenge where, uh, because we originally proof of concept, we started with our own fragrance line. So it's hard because you have nothing to really benchmark it against. But when you build the partner marketplace, it's like, oh, this is that same candle or this is that same cologne. Like you already know what it smells like and it becomes a lot easier. So conversion goes up. Right. Uh, scratch and sniff. Yeah, we're, we're actually working on a card. It's not scratch and sniff, but it's like the lift to peel, kind of like the magazines where it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
cardstock and you flip it and it's like that page. Oh man, I would rub that on me sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like you get it in like Sports Illustrated for me and I would like, or actually it's an ESP in the magazine and I would like rub it on my clothes and. (laughs) Exactly. So similar kind of concept where we'll create like one page sheets that are very uh, branded around each company and stuff like that. And like they're what they're doing and their brand voice. And then customers can include that in their next shipment um, to experience for like future opportunities and stuff like that. But today, today, nothing's out. It's just something we're working on though. But um, it is interesting what you say about like packaging. So to kind of, and, and fragrance. So if you look at the other plugins in the market, it's Glade, Febreze, Airwick, Bath and Body Works. But most of these are in the store at your typical mass market in like a blister pack or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's be through with the really hard edges and it's like, you have to get scissors and try to cut it. And it's not the best unboxing experience. No. And so I actually have um, some of our packaging here. Okay, cool. This is, this is ours currently. Uh, and for those that are, are listening, you can go to our website at pura.co to see that as well. You know, what we should do, we but, should just make, you should just say, you know what, if you want to see the packaging, you should either watch the video or order it yeah. and, uh, and check yeah. it out. So watch the video and then order it to see it firsthand. So yeah. if you compare this compared to like the blister pack of what Febreze and Glade is doing, it's a very elevated experience, right? Yeah. So we have, um, you can kind of see on the back of it, we have some nice like embossing and on the front an emboss with like a, some spot UV yeah. to kind of add some nice shine to it and premiumness. And so we get compliments on our packaging all the time. And um, we, we can totally see the difference between what's currently in the market and what, what we're doing. And I love the space that you create too on it in terms of, you know, sometimes it's like, I just need more billboard space because I've got to fill it all up with all this stuff. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, for those of you who can't see the, and the, the packaging is very, or the design is, is, is Um, Mm hyper-functional. But also the, the, the graphics are, there's a lot of um, like intentional, almost like negative space where there's just nothing. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, yeah, kudos to your, to your packaging designer. Is that you? Did you do the packaging design? Um, I helped, but I can't take credit for it. It's a a group out of Salt Lake city called process agency. So they've been incredible to work with. Yeah. Those guys are great. I know, um, uh, Thomas, uh, up there. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. And, um, it's been interesting because this is in our version one, this is actually probably I'd say two and a half version, two and a half of our packaging. Mm Mm-hmm the size and all these things that I like didn't even think about, but um, I guess there's a few notes I want to talk on, but yeah. the reason why it is the size that it is, is it, you know, it's a telescoping box. And so you can kind of like an Apple iPhone box, a top and a bottom piece, and then yep. you've got the marketing pamphlet. And then you're presented with, you know, the diffuser on one side, and then each brand has its own look and feel. But uh, the reason why the whole box is its size is because this fits within a flat rate mailer. And so yeah. we realized that anything shipping outside of zone four from Utah, we're just losing a ton of money where it's like, if that was in a flat rate mailer, we're literally saving hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right now, the packaging engineers who are listening, 
um, are just are are giving you a round of applause because it's it's crazy how often those types of details get overlooked and right. and it's it's real the cost is really real and especially as like an emerging company you're going to feel it a lot more than maybe a larger company but you know pallet configurations and shipping configurations oh, yeah. like you talk all about. of that stuff yeah, yeah. It's, all these things that i had no idea about and then it's just being in the mix of it all that you learn it and you know once again shout out to thomas and his team with everything because even stuff that I didn't realize, but if it's getting manufactured, for example, overseas and we're here in Utah, which is a desert, you know, the, the moisture in the air and all that kind of stuff can affect how that packaging uh, comes here. So it's like, if it was very humid and then it ships here and it's not um, acclimated mm -hmm. properly, you know, there might be things that are peeling off or it's coming unglued or whatever it may be. And it's, yeah, there's a lot of calculated decisions involved with what we do. And it's, I have a ton of respect for all those people. Shout out to yeah. all the author. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, uh, it's definitely this industry that, I mean, packaging is a, it's a trillion dollar global industry. It's massive. Um, and, and yet it's, it's, it's pretty overlooked and it's also really small. Like it's small in the sense that I call it like a big, small industry. Like you're kind of like a degree or two away um, you know, like I've talked to Thomas a, a handful of times about yeah. referred people up there. So, uh, especially yeah. in the Salt Lake market, um, mm -hmm. it's kind of like everyone knows everyone. So that's sure. cool. Um, and then in that box you had, um, so you've got like the telescoping rigid setup box and then it opens up. So those, um, it looked like there were two. Yeah. So those are per brand. Is that correct? Every one of those. Yeah. And I don't know how, how well it'll be able to show like on camera, but yeah. Um, yeah, each brand, that's that's the fun thing is the marketplace, right? So we our job is not to outshine the brand. Our job is really to elevate them and mm. um, position them well. And so everything is really powered by Pura, you know, kind of the Intel inside concept um, where we're the tech, but we're allowing them to be in this platform where all the refill cartridges and sizes is, you know, the die lines are what we create, but the look and feel like, for example, like this times is like a really uh, big brand, but it's like, they have some really nice uh, mm -hmm. old foil uh, stamp. And then it's harder to see in this one, but some really nice spot UV, whereas this one has uh, some embossing. But you have to so standardize something. I mean, like you standardize the box size, you standardize. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it, uh, is that like a, like a label or a shrink sleeve per cartridge or something like that. Exactly. So okay. when we, when we sign a new brand, um, we give them a Google drive with basically documentation examples and then the die lines. And so they basically have to place artwork. Um, and if it was sitting on a retail shelf with their existing lineup, um, a customer in a store wouldn't feel like, it's not like all the pure green. Here's an example of like one of our other partner brands. Like this is an actual collab piece. Okay. Uh, you can see it, but uh, you know, very different than the pure green. Cause like if, if the rest of this brand had this type of packaging and all of a sudden it's like, pure, yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't recognize it. They wouldn't recognize it. It'd feel weird. But this, you know, this is like very on brand for this company called Abbott. Okay. So uh, that's the beauty is these brands can really, shine and they can um express themselves through packaging and creativity this way but mm -hmm. 
we have standardized the die lines and everything like that. Like right. Have you, so the, um, the, the use or your products are sold through, it's not just e-commerce then, right? Cause you mentioned if they're sitting on a retail shelf, so I could go to wherever and buy, I'll make up that, well, James Harden. So James Harden has a fragrance whenever that comes out. Um, I could go buy the James Harden fragrance if that was a case at a retail sports store or exactly. Best Buy, or I could just order it through, you know, a Shopify store or whatever it is that you, so yeah. you're, you're kind of crossing over all that. Yeah. So right now we're in, and it's kind of like a little life hack, but if myself and Bruno tried to get into Neiman Marcus or Saks Fifth Avenue, Nordstrom, yeah, be, any like be Ultra Lux, crazy. Like, it'd be super hard for us. We have no connections there, all that kind of stuff. But we leverage the brands where the brand has an existing relationship and they say, hey, I've got this new innovative product and it's powered by Pura. Can we sell it here? And so now we're we're literally in all basically every single high high-end retailer, Sephora, Ulta. Hmm. Uh, Neiman Marcus, Saks Fifth Avenue, Crate and Barrel, uh, Target. Uh, we're picking up soon. Costco, Sam's Club. So that's huge. You can find us like all over now because of our partners, which has been awesome. Yeah, what a cool. I mean, it's just such. It's so cool because of the the collaboration, not just in the idea of combining. You know, you talked about the Venn diagram of uh, you know IoT with uh, fragrance, with, you know, brands and, you know, these different kind of luxury brands. So that kind of collaboration has, has really, you know, expanded into, well, now you can kind of, I don't want to say piggyback because that sounds kind of weird, but you, you can kind of walk with them into all these places because they're already there. Exactly. Um, that's, that's fascinating. I mean, it, it's a great business model. It, yeah. So Kudos to you and Bruno, man. That's awesome. <laughs> the stars just keep aligning and we're, we're here for it. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Is there, maybe you can't answer this question. Tell me if you can't, but is there like a dream um, collaboration where you're like, I can't believe that like we haven't worked with Beyonce or whatever the, I don't know. Beyonce, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beyonce, if you're listening to the people of packaging podcast, uh, <laughs> You need to get a different hobby, I suppose. No, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, she's listening to the right thing. Um, obviously, yeah, like, obviously. Honestly, like a Beyonce or anyone of that tier would be amazing. Um, as I mentioned before, like as a startup, you really have to build like a proof of concept and validate things. And so this year we've kind of, or 2020, we've worked on like some of this boutique and candle size brands, which are like notable size brands. Rolling into 2021, we're launching uh, some of the Ultralux brands and huge global fragrance brands, as well as celebrities and athletes and even Disney, which I'm super excited about, which is going to be huge opportunities. Um, yeah. And they, when, you, when you have to do something like that, like a Disney <laughs> licensing fee has got to be just insanely yeah, expensive. Um, they, they require minimum guarantees. Um, okay. Luckily... My business partner and my team are great with negotiating and finding the best win-win situation to make it worth it on everyone's side. But that's awesome. Um, just a quick side note, like Disney, they didn't want it to be a traditional bubble gum or cotton candy type of fragrance. They said, 
you're working with the same perfumers that create Gucci and Dolce Gabbana and Tom Ford. They're like, we want our stuff to smell like to that caliber. And they're like, the parents buying these products, like for example, if it was a Moana fragrance, they're like, we want to take into account like the geographic like uh, element. So like maybe the ocean, the sea salt and stuff like that, or if it's Aladdin taking into some of the consideration like the spice markets and Mm -hmm. having a very premium scenting experience so the parents buying it will come back time and time again even if it is a moana or a jasmine or aladdin fragrance for example as long as uh frozen gets that cool water uh then i'll be i'll be game (laughs) uh keep an eye out in january february so all right all right dude that's awesome man uh you guys are you guys are killing it and uh if anybody out there knows beyonce uh send her yeah yeah let's let's uh, and then look it up yeah i mean she was going to be a guest on the podcast but you know i was too busy it was yeah. my schedule and you know just stuff happens um so that's that's cool man well i've got one question that i ask everybody and then we'll kind of wrap it up so um i call it the the broadsword question so if you could fix there's one thing about packaging, either as a consumer or in your case, as a, a company that works with packaging, if you could solve any problem, just snapping your fingers or, you know, whatever, taking your broadsword, like, what would that, what would that problem be that you're just like, man, I can't believe that, like you thought, I can't believe nobody has solved the smart home fragrance thing. So you just went and did it. But imagine if you could have just done that with a snap of your fingers. So that, but with packaging. What's the, what's yeah. the thing? Um, so for us particularly, like I understand this won't be everyone's pain point, but um, if you look at our fragrance vial, it's, it's a pretty small size. It's a lot more concentrated. So like mm-hmm. we don't require a larger piece, some like some of the other glades and Febrezes that kind of just dilute it and fill it with stuff. So ours is more concentrated, but because of that smaller size, we hit <laughs> more challenges. Yeah. And so these, um, these are like a heat shrink, like a shrink wrap label, but this has been the, my bane of my existence dealing with this because dealing with crooked labels and it affecting brands where like they're in these high-end stores, but it's like crooked or something like that, or it doesn't look right. We call it the and smile it, where it's like, yeah, it's kind of like oh smiling God. down or up. It's the yeah. sad smile, but the happy <laughs> smile is still sad. So many of that kind of stuff. And luckily we're, we're on the right path, but it's, it's expensive to switch over to like PS labels mm-hmm. and be able to hit the volumes we need with different stuff. And so, yeah, if I could basically wave my magic wand is to, because there's so many of these that are created as something around that really. Yeah. Because, the thing um, about that is uh, like, this is, again, if we're talking about like things that people don't think about with, with packaging mm-hmm. is it's typically like the labeling or the decorating is like, that's at the end of the filling, you know, like everything, not all the time, but oftentimes it's like, it's already down there. Yeah. Products already in there. And now, you know, the, like the, the applicator's not working or the, you know, the steam tunnel shuts down and the whole thing gets backed up. Like it's like the trap, it's like I 15 gets shut down at the point of the mountain and you can't, get anywhere you can't get off it's just it's crazy so yeah man i i uh, i feel you on that one so well um assuming that nobody's going to reach out to you with beyonce's connection Mm -hmm. uh what 
Um, you know, who are, who are the kinds of people you'd love to chat with? Um, you know, who do you want reaching out to you? Can they, is LinkedIn a great way to do that? You know, what kind of, what's your, what's the website, the Pura website, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. If you want to connect with me directly, um, hit me up on LinkedIn and then mention Adam's podcast, uh, because get a lot of like randos, random people that kind of like reach out generic things, but mention Adam's podcast and, um, love to connect, jump on a phone call. There's been a lot of people that have helped us along the way. Mm-hmm. And by no means am I an expert, but I've been able to learn <laughs> a lot just making mistakes and hopefully I can help other people along the way as well. Okay, cool. And then the, uh, the Pura website is. Yeah. So you can go to our website at Pura.co. That's P U R A.co. Cool. And you will find all of our different brands or you can follow us on social media where we're always announcing the latest stuff. And that's at Pura on nice. Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Awesome. Richie, thanks. That was super informative. Like I'm, uh, I mean, we've got all the smart home stuff in my house, so I'm going to, I'm going to head on over right now. Maybe surprise my wife with a little, uh, a little Pura gift. So, go. um, I got you. Great. Do we have, I don't know, shoot me an email or, or text. I can't remember if we have phone numbers and stuff, but I'll, I'll hook it up with uh, the friends and family discount. Oh man, you don't have to do that, but uh, <laughs> I'll probably take you up on it either way. <laughs> I mean, to be honest though, like this, like, I mean, we're still recording and I'll just say like, I love supporting companies to the fullest extent that I can. I really mean that. Like sometimes there's this, especially like, I, I, you know what? I got to cut, cause I'll start ranting, especially yeah. with, like with these smaller, like, food and beverage companies that are just starting out. And it's like, people hit them up like, Hey, can I get a 50% discount? I'm like, man, don't ask for that. Like ask how how you can pay 50% more and support this person's family. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, but um, that that means a lot because it's honestly like during the whole process, it's, it costs way more than you think and takes way longer. Both Bruno and I like maxed out a hundred thousand dollars in credit cards each. We had to sell homes, sell our cars, move in with like in-laws to even make this thing happen. So appreciate that, man. Like helping small business, it really helps get things yeah. on a completely different trajectory. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So, um, well, everybody go support this small business. It's cool. What's going on. Um, I love, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be following it as well. So, nice. uh, thanks Richie for being on. Hey, thanks so much. Yep. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, that time with Richie. They have uh, my, like I'm sitting right now in my office doing this recording and it, it smells incredible. I can time it all out from my smartphone. Uh, super intuitive, uh, easy to work with. They've got cool packaging. Uh, so head on over to trypura.com. So T-R-Y-P-U-R-A.com and take a look at what they've got going on. I think you'll really dig it. Um, uh, next week, uh, we are looking to have Brian Wagner on the podcast. Uh, Brian is a long time. He's dare I say a packaging legend. Uh, Brian and I had a great conversation about his journey and, uh, how he's gotten to where he's at up in Michigan, uh, shocker, Michigan state grad. So, uh, anyway, be sure to tune in next week when I talk to Brian Wagner, everyone make it a great day, great evening, whenever time you're listening to this.